tend to be interesting. Do you want to talk about the Goblin King Ball? Oh, all the things that you're going to do that. about it? I have no idea what it's going to be like. I, I need you to share with me all, all of the, the pictures. pictures. I want to see. Well, obviously, I need to see like you guys and what you end up as. Yeah. But then also, I want to know how, because I feel like there's got to be some people who really get into this stuff. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. So oh, I think yeah. we, yeah, we didn't describe this in any like previous uh, no. episode, right? Yeah. You're uh, going to David Bowie's ball. A few of us are, yeah, going to a ball styled after dead. Labyrinth featuring David Bowie. At a, a freaking castle. Yeah, which, it's very exciting. Cool. Uh, so yeah, no idea how that's going to go. but So we've all got fancy outfits and we're going to immediately after this go get ready and then go drive for an hour. So that'll be fun. That, that that'll be fun. Are you are you guys getting dressed there? Or are no. you going to be, so you're gonna be driving that in the the full hour in like your whole regalia? Well, I'm probably gonna leave the uh starry night cloak off and the mask off for visibility purposes. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Uh, but yeah, no, all the rest of it. All yeah, the this rest is of a, it will be a wearing. masquerade ball. It is, it too. is. masquerade ball. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Very mm-hmm. exciting. That's I've got silver Glitter and glitter glue, uh, because my house has already become glitterified from the aforementioned making of the cloak. Glitter has already overtaken Everywhere. your house. So, oh, it's you like know. in the grains of my kitchen table. <laughs> it's, it's never Mike just looks down at that. He's like, mm, sad. <laughs> I'm like, yep, this is our life now, buddy. You you own this house, and ten years from now, you'll look down and be like, I remember when I made that <laughs> when I made that cape. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> All right, yeah. You'll have to report back and, and tell us how mu- how much we missed out. Hella, I'm hoping. Hopefully, they you know what? I'll, I'll be away. I'll be quite happy. You know, going to bed early for <laughs> for once this week. So you know, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Are you up too late last night, Jeff? <laughs> I was I was being uh, one half of a, a princess bride costume and drinking quite a bit of alcohol and <laughs> too much candy. <laughs> At a non-specific location. At a non-specific, non-specific location, location that may or may not have been covered in glitter. <laughs> I love that. Anyway. Joey. <laughs> welcome back to the 7th Star of the Right podcast. This is session 7878. How are you guys doing this fine Saturday afternoon? Good. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I want to add a little more same. jaunt this time mm. around rather than just go right into it. Yeah. Yes, you guys doing good? Yeah. Yeah. I have okay. a lot of notes from last time. There's a lot of notes from last time. I've been throwing so... It's been basically so all much information. information. And I've been writing it down like a good note taker. Turns out when there's, when there's you know, a murder, murder mystery, mystery you want to gain... You want to have all of the clues so that you know which ones are like the right ones to kind of focus on. That's so right. you can tell the whole story, especially... Well, I was going to say, especially when you care about the person that you're trying to save, but you don't. We don't. You don't. Oh. In fact, it's kind of like a win-win situation for you guys, that right? You solve you solve it and you, you get him Ooh. back and some of the Kill information anyway. that he knows. <laughs> or he dies and now you're free of Tony. That's right. Yeah, they release him to our custody and then we could satisfy our darker... <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So I'm sure you all remember what happened last time. Nope. Cool. Um, oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Kirsten, do you want to just... Uh, yeah, maybe, okay. Maybe don't have to go into every yeah, single one no, of the no, clues, no. but maybe the, the ones I'll... that you think are the most relevant. Do the overview. 
Okay. So um, we encountered a VI that appears to be a partial copy of Drick's brain. Uh, we from five days ago, which was the day before he was murdered. So said VI was not able to tell us anything about the murder, but by questioning him, we did manage to obtain like a time of death and also vague Drick goals. Drick wants to uh, create true AI in order to bring back Dr. Samantha Calvin and Dr. Kyle Reed, um, both of whom are presumed to kind of be in a thing called the mind seed. That is most likely the thing that is in the ring that I own that is on lockdown. Um, there is a second laboratory in Neo Opus, which I guess I'm assuming is a functioning city on the planet, but I guess we never actually ascertained that. I think that this was actually mentioned a little bit of ways ago by Tony. Sure. He wants to go into Neo Opus as well and access a library there. Okay, cool. Um, it is currently in the nanite field, though. Gotcha. That's what, okay. And needed a map in order to, you know, safely traverse yeah, it. Yeah, which we have. Which you have Which now. we have now. But you haven't told Tony. In fact, the only information that you've given Tony <laughs> from, the, from what you have, uh, the information that you have obtained is Alex poking his head in and kind of just like... giving like a head shake and a thumbs down. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, Dirk may or may not have known things about how to fix Terra, could not ascertain any of that information. The lab in Neo Opus has a core printing device, which must be used by a telekinetic person in order to create a true AI. The liquid that we found in the jars in the box um, is, in fact, AI core creating liquid, and it came from the Silverlight systems in the Iglani system. Iglani, yeah. Iglani. Iglani system uh, from the planet Aeon. Aeon, yeah. Look at me taking notes. Okay, so we also found a long black hair and a empty um, syringe of squeal, which is kind of a truth-telling serum sort of deal. So the current running theory is that Drift went into crystalline form early in order to protect the knowledge of something he knows. The VI thinks it's the um, base location in Neopis. Um, but we haven't super confirmed that. And then presumably the person who was trying to find this information then shattered Drick's crystalline form, killing him permanently, and then also maybe found notes on True AI in the desk and took those with them. Uh, we went back to the station. We shared most of this information with Garnet Vox and Ruby Flux. Um, neither of them, I believe, are currently aware that we are in possession of the VI copy of Drift. And he is very good and did not say a bunch of things while we were hanging out, even though I didn't explicitly tell him not to. So thanks for that. It's fine. No one asked, <laughs> no one asked any questions about that's right. Life, yeah. I'm sorry, my responses are limited. Um, and then we were going to go talk to. Oh, we talked to. Garnet Vox one more time about the box mm -hmm. and specifically transporting the box of liquids to 
Drick's residence. It was very heavy. Um, current running theory is that something or someone was inside of that box and uh, evidence on the box seems to indicate that it was broken out of, like it was opened from the inside as opposed to the outside. Um, and now we are going to go talk to Beaker and Crux, who are both opals, which is a lower level than a ruby or a garnet, um, about what was going on in the shipyard on the day of the murder. Oh, we also ascertained that the murder was committed at 3.56 p.m., most likely because that's when the VI came online, which partially exonerates Tony because Tony wasn't there until 10. Yep. Okay. All right. That 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 is a lot of information. Yep. And I think that was all of the relevant stuff. Um, or if it wasn't, I'm not telling because this is a mystery. Um, yes. So you guys were um, going to check up on the stories of the Opals. That's right. Beaker and Crux. Uh, we ended last time as you all were approaching them. That's right. And so we will take, we will step in from there. And so you approach and they go, hey guys, <laughs> hey. how's it going? <laughs> And what does Beaker say? <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> you know, wee, 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 wee. It does little finger guns. Amazing. Love that. Hey. It oh, says that out and, and does little finger, finger guns. guns. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> hi. Hi, hi, hi. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> does anyone? Nor do we. Wonderful. But um, I think we're off in three hours. Got you. Well, then, in that case, good limbo. Um... <laughs> Hi, I don't, yeah, you are here when, you you know, like, we're like running around and, and asking questions. I don't know how, how. Oh, yeah, we, we, we know. know what's up or, you know, who's down. That's what I thought, but I just kind of wanted to make sure. Because um, if you were like, if I asked that and you were super weirded out, I would have, I don't know, like, left. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, we, we so we are uh, members of the Honor Guard for Drift and, you know. Kind of royally screwed that pooch. Well, to be fair, he was doing a lot of stuff he shouldn't have been, so... I I don't know if that necessarily exonerates his honor guard from not, you know, honorarily guarding him. Hmm. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, so we're here um, to ask a little bit, uh, a couple of questions about, like, uh, the day that, you know, the events took place. Um... Do you want to just kind of go over over your day? Um, just what we're looking for is a rough estimate of like any ships that came in, anything that you remember. And we know that there was a shipment that uh, arrived in the afternoon. So anything that you have or in the morning, sorry. Um, so anything you remember around then? Yeah. And, and Beaker starts um, the, the conversation saying, yeah, um, I started the day in the shipyard. I had the morning shift that day. We um, had a couple of ships come and go. Um, the Laughing Devil over there, a um, a, a ship from uh, Silverlight Systems by the name of Pulsar, a couple of other nondescript ones. They didn't really do anything other than fuel up and drop off some various, you know, courier goods. Um, the Pulsar dropped off a package for Drict. I notified Vox over there. Vox took the shipment from the shipyard to Drix residence. 
I worked with the woman courier by the name of uh, Sept. Um, cool. I'm sorry, what? Sept. <laughs> Excellent. That was her Sept. name? Like yeah. seven in uh, old, roughly, old yes. tongue. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sept. Um, that was how she signed the... And, he like procures like a little sign uh, mm-hmm. in sheet and says, "Yeah, Sept, you see right there, um, shine, signed in during that." Um, they need some. Uh, there was a payment that had to to go through, so they they waited around um, until and, how long? You know, a little after uh, five p.m. Gotcha. Um, how would you describe the handwriting that says Sept, <laughs> Jeff? Uh, the <laughs> it's, you describe it's it as, is it perhaps perfect? <laughs> it, 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 it looks like even. as if it was printed onto the page. It's no, it's it's it, it was handwritten. Um, in fact, it was a signature, so it is cursive. Wow. Um, but it is it is you know fairly nice uh, signature. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Do you guys like? Although, hold on, I, I I didn't do the I'm sign out. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm sorry. Shut I'm up. sorry. Shut up. Everyone, shut up. Shut the fuck up. I'm the one telling the story here. <laughs> Trying to make it look <laughs> fake. <laughs> uh, I it was not actually the one who who obtained the um or, or saw them go. That was Crux. I I we switched at lunch. Got it. Got so you. they arrived in the morning. Stuck yes. around until five, and yes. then. They had to get refueling some additional uh, work on their uh, engine system. And then uh, additionally, the um, the, the payment um, was a little bit larger than normal. So we had to go through some special channels to, to get that payment to them. Gotcha. And so they were just waiting for the, the arrival of that payment before leaving. You keep saying they, but... There was a singular person. Yes, sorry. The the woman there, the woman courier. Gotcha. Sept. You just didn't want to misgender them. Yeah. Uh, no. And then I'm gonna like because uh, I'm assuming Crux is is standing here too. Yeah. Um. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm standing here oh, cool. as cool, well. Cool. Um. It's a slightly different torque now. <laughs> uh, did you? How many people left on the the pulsar? One. Okay. I, I mean, we don't, we don't, we, people come in, we see the people who, who walk out. We, we don't do like routine inspections of the entire thing. It's very possible there may have been someone else on board. It was only Sept that we directly interacted with, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask what your like security procedures were, if any, but it's just kind of you hail them like you did with us, just a hail. There's no extra scans that go into it. The additional security happens if they were to leave the shipyard. I see. Oh, so uh, the courier did not leave the shipyard after disembarking, um, stayed in the area, or was under watch the whole time? That's correct. Um, uh, according to our records, uh, Sept never left the, um, the the shipyard. And at that, um, you hear, you see like Garnet Vox kind of <laughs> tilt his head <laughs> and say, no, um, I definitely ran into Sept. While she was walking around, she got a little lost, and I brought her back to the shipyard after she got the accounts payable, and that's when we we saw her off, right? And then at that beaker and Crux go, ah, uh, um, no, 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 it, she was here at 
and this is this is Beaker speaking. <laughs> she was having uh, she was she was definitely here um, before lunch, and she didn't leave. I we we chatted quite often, and then Crux speaks up and says, "Yeah, um, we we I was I was talking to her a little bit about the Aglani system and 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 what she kind of does there a little after lunch. I mean, I had other things I had to check, Great. and they're all kind of like looking at each other. Says, okay. And Vox says, "No, I, I, I definitely escorted her back okay. to the the shipyard." Okay, around. no, defi- yeah. definitely. Um, so let's go ahead and establish the timeline. Um, so the ship arrived. Do we have oh, like a rough time estimate on when that got here? Uh, Beaker flips through the ship log and says, uh, "It seems like it 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 landed here around uh, uh, eleven in in the morning." Okay. Um, and when did it leave? Five five in the afternoon. Okay. Um, when did the Koya uh, leave the ship? And I am just at this point uh, referring to the Opos, and I'll, I'll ask you uh, soon afterwards, Garnet. But, you know, around what time were you conversing with, with Sept um, while waiting for the payment? I was... Um, I mean, I, I couldn't have been there too long. We probably talked for about 30 minutes around, you know... 11.30 to 12, uh, that's when I got off onto my lunch break. And then you came, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then I came and she was still there waiting for payments and refueling. We chatted. Um, I definitely saw her in the span of, you know, 3, 3.30. Okay. Um, and just just to make sure, um, Bika, did you wait for crux to show up before before you left right so it's like a direct kind of handoff or, was it, or did you like go or did <laughs> oh, you like go crazy. away and then like and vox kind of like steps behind you and says yeah did you guys you know see the other person as you handed off and beaker you know kind of scratches the back of his neck and says well it was lunchtime and i was hungry and yeah no and like and he kind of shoves Crux like this guy was late. Like I wasn't late. I was only late by like I don't know a minute or so. And then they kind of like go back and forth. Mm-hmm. And okay, okay. So, Bigger, what time did you leave? I left when my ship my ship. Of course. Ended. What what time was that? Noon. Okay. Uh, Crux, around what time did you arrive? Um, twelve oh five. Okay. Okay. No, no, write down like 12, 10, 12, 15. Right. Um, great. No, no problem. Just establishing timelines. Um, and, and okay, cool. And then, Crux, after you arrived, you had eyes on Sept until she left or around what time? Um, I was in the shipyard and, and stationed, you know, at, mm-hmm. at the entrance. I saw her definitely 3, 3.30. We were, we were chatting. I remember seeing her outside the ship again around 4.30 as I was coming back around, you know, for for my rounds. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Around, she's back at the ship at around 4.30. Okay. So there's like an hour of uncounted time. That's fine. Uh, got it. So I think that that establishes kind of kind of the time. Uh, when did you encounter Sept in, in the city? Did you have a rough estimate, which is kind of like a, a rough, a, a ballpark would be great. I, I ran into her probably around 415, 420. That's when I escorted Hell her yeah. back to the, <laughs> back to the, um, 
the shipyard. Sick. Um, where <laughs> where in the city were you? Uh, we were probably about, I don't know, five, ten minute walk away from the shipyard. Uh, she had mentioned that she needed to go to um, accounts payable and, you know, get the check there because they were having trouble with it, you know, with the um, the, the the whole monetary, you know, thing. Great. Um, do you think you'd be able to walk us to where you you saw her um, once we're done here? Yeah, certainly. Okay, cool. Is there anything else we want to do here? What color is Sep's hair? And at, at, at that, like, they all kind of look at each other and say, I don't know, she don't have, she wore, she's wearing a hat. Uh, uh, yeah, she's definitely wearing a hat. Um, ponytail? Ponytail, yeah, yeah, ponytail. Um, brown? No. No, it was black, black, black? No, no, it was Auburn? No, it was definitely not bright. I'm gonna look Dark over hair. at uh, Garnet Vox as well and say the same question. I don't know. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't really pay attention to your guys's hair. Hmm. Sorry. Was she wearing a, a hat slash ponytail? <laughs> hat ponytail sounds about right. All right. Uh, one other random question for you guys. A little, uh, a little curiosity. When you guys get shipments in here. How does that work? This sounds like this is like an expensive thing. That, like she had to go through these extra channels to get the payments. Do you guys like weigh your crates? Do you do any kind of like confirming what's there before you just send it off to Drict, or uh, or does it just kind of go just like that? We do some basic, you know, weighing and stuff like that just to verify. Like you know, take some like what it was meant to be and the weight of it and stuff like that. But and that uh, that weight looked normal. I mean, I don't think they knew mm. what was in it. My guess would be that... Fair enough. Do you have that that readout? <laughs> we, we, we didn't know what the contents of it was. Strict um, was pretty secretive about it. Okay. I'm just curious if we could maybe have a look at what what that weight was. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they again, go through like the some of the, the logs that they have, and they point out, yep, there was uh, a crate that matches the description of the one that you found in Drick's workshop. As for like the specific weight, I'm not entirely sure what you're you're looking for. No, sure. Essentially, like I mean, th- th- I have one of the jars. We could we could math this out if we wanted to. Yeah, and be like this crate containing like, yeah. this many jars. Here's the volume of it. Here's how much this weighs, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. I'm not 100% sure we want to do that because I don't know if we want to reveal that we have the jar, no. but we do have it. No, this whole line of questioning was not not even to like get a precise thing, but just kind of get a ballpark idea. We have the crate with most of the jars still in it back there. If we wanted to, we could see... Is there enough discrepancy that there's like a person in here or not? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. not have to go through all of these these hoops where you go back and count the number of jars and then weigh the jar that you have. <laughs> yeah. Just some back of the envelope, like no to math. Yeah, no, you know? no, no. Like this Let is you are a supercomputer. Yes, you can. So and you say like, okay, this is about this much. These are how many um, jars were in there, including mm-hmm. the broken one that we saw, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. You add up and. There is a discrepancy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to share that information with the entire group. Even like Vox, Beaker, I and Crux? I think so, yes. I'm going to say, well, based on what we found in the house, sort of knowing what I know, this is too heavy, right? Yes. It's too heavy. It's heavier than you would have expected. Aren't we all? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was meant to be a robot joke, but I guess it could also be a joke. <laughs> but then it was human joke. <laughs> but then it was human sad instead. <laughs> And okay, cool. I, this information is met with like puzzlement. Yeah. And at that beaker speaks up and says, but I I I definitely checked the that that crate. Um it was hermetically sealed. There was no like it 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 air wasn't meant to go into that. That, you know, like I don't know what else could have been in there. Maybe I don't know, something it was taken out by do you know what else may have been in there? Maybe it was taken out by tricks. It could be. It could be. We didn't find anything in the house. But gentlemen, that's why it's a mystery. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Great job. Great job. Thank you. Um, cool. Yeah. I don't know if we want to tell them about this right now, uh, but I think we've pretty much wrapped this up. Yeah. All right. We're gonna, you know, take a take okay. a moment to confer, maybe. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all all we were interested in. Thanks, guys. Just give me one moment. We like go over in the corner. We do the whisper, 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 whisper. Look up at them. Whisper, whisper. I, I assume <laughs> open fire. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, Vox will let you guys kind of walk yeah. off to. Like, you're still in the shipyard. You haven't left yet, and he's going to give a talking to to, yeah. to Beaker and Crux. Right. Um, so Octavia in the box, Octavia in the box, everybody, Octavia yeah. in the box. I, 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 I'm sorry. Can, can, can someone bring me up to speed? On oh, yes. No, no. Leave. <laughs> leave oh, I'm sorry. Leave me in the dark. <laughs> what about me? Actually, I want Claire to lead the discussion. I think this is a good learning. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, I hate God. that shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yes. So, uh. That makes sense. And so. AIs created by Dr. Samantha Calvin have a naming convention um, where all of their names are roughly associated with numbers. Uh, Deacon being 10, myself, Nona being nine. Oh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quinn, um, Quinn being five? Exactly. And then yeah. a six? That's right. And so we're missing uh, seven, seven and eight. eight. Yes, um, who were referred to in Deacon's notes as Septima and Octavia and are dual cores, mm -hmm. meaning that they... I think it's binary cores. Oh, is it binary? Okay, fair enough. Binary cores um, and mentioned something about neither of them being able to be too far apart from each other. I was assuming this was a little bit more of a, like within five feet, but now it seems like maybe it's within the same Couple. city. Few kilometers. Yeah, sort of thing. So um given that they were sort of made at the same time, one might presume that they look very similar to each other. Makes sense. Uh yeah. And so you know, if Octavia presumably was inside that box, that would line up with the weight discrepancy, wouldn't need to breathe, so the ceiling wouldn't be a problem. It's kind of a the line of thinking right now. I don't know how, how, how to tell them this. How do we reveal this information? <laughs> I have no idea. That we no think idea. that there was a true AI hiding well, in the box. We don't need to necessarily say true AI. But a robot. Murder hiding robot. A robot. Murder, Murder robot. robot. Murder bots. Murder. Murder assassins. Mm -hmm. uh, um, 
VI assassins hiding yes. in the box. Disguised as the courier that dropped the box off, such that but when... If, if Vox was talking to it, though, wouldn't it be, like, too obvious if that was a VI? Hmm. Yeah, probably. I don't know. EDI is weirdly convincing sometimes. <laughs> <true>. <laughs> Meanwhile, you look over at the uh, the the phoenix and through the one of the windows. EDI's like standing just kind of like window. waving <laughs> at you guys. <laughs> Actually, guys. This whole time he can read lips. He knows what's up. Uh, hey, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> has a knife. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Big thumbs up. Um, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we know what happened. I don't know how we revealed this information to the rest of this without. Yeah. It's, that's kind of a big problem. Yep. Yeah. It's all conjecture. It's all circumstantial at the moment. But if we can, I mean, it makes sense. It's. To us, the true AI thing is weird. Oh, I just had a thought. Okay. Yeah. Micah, with your psychic abilities, specifically the bubble thing you do over yourself. Mm, the Oh, my pressure field? That's yes. A good call Would out. you be able to exist in that box? Oh. I mean, you've been in space. Uh, yeah. And even um, if not, mm. could we blame it on psychics anyway? <laughs> Oh, I'm not weird. comfortable with that. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, so, actually, Jeff, this is like a little bit up to you, I guess, because like my understanding of my pressure field is it can pressurize like thin atmospheres. And so maybe like, that would count. I like, was under the impression that you could also do it in a, with a lack of atmosphere. Yeah, it's like it's vaguely worded, which is annoying. I'm um, going to say like you've been able to do like spacewalks with this mm, pressure field. I'm going to okay. allow All right. like, it. Okay. I don't so, think yeah. you could do it definitely, but I do think that for like a short period of time, you absolutely could do it. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, yeah. So that is totally true. I, I would be able to be in that kind of like limited oxygen space for like a, a decent amount of time. So For enough time to go from a ship into a building a building wait around for a bit bust out and yeah for sure yeah so could we say yeah blame it, blame it on psychics writ large maybe we won't phrase it that way no but no no yeah. I'm, i don't want to yeah, talk at all twin, yeah it's like yeah twin I'm, I'm and sure, one we, of them's a psychic do we bother even like mentioning the twin thing because that like that makes sense to us but i feel like i think they i've already seen Two of them in different locations at the same time. I think the thing that who um, Garnet Vox ran into was not, in fact, Sept, but was, in fact, Octavia leading. Oh, yeah, for sure. That makes sense. And I think we have confirmation of them seeing two. When we established the timeline, there was like the 30-minute gap where uh, Crux would have seen Sept while uh, Garnet Vox was seeing Sept. So twins. Twins. Yeah. Twinning. Sure. So can someone yeah. who's better Psychic at twins. lying explain this? Claire. <laughs> Is Claire oh. good at lying? Oh, yeah, don't Am worry. I I'm a people good person. at lying. <laughs> oh no. I don't know, Please maybe. no. Please no, my God. Yeah, I think I think that that's good. I do want to see uh where Garnet Vox picked up Octavia. Octavia. Sure. Right? That's yes. the name. Just to look around there, see if there's like anything else. Maybe retrace the steps to the building. We find a ditched murder weapon kind of situation. That'd be the nail in the coffin. But um, hmm. yeah, that's it. 
Okay. I'm sorry, living in the coffin was very like we were very poor choice of words. Okay, three, two, one, break. Break. <laughs> break. And so you you return to uh Vox who is giving a, an earful to Crux and Beaker in in this kind of low monotone that I'm not going to do right now. Yes, um, but uh, you approach and he, he turns to you and the Beaker and Crux seem a little relieved that you have rejoined the conversation. He says, we going somewhere next? Yeah, um, we'd like to see uh, where you saw Sept and uh, walked her back to the shipyard. Yeah, could do that. Great. He starts kind of leading the way. You Bye. notice, yeah, the path that you take is a very familiar path. It's one where, again, actually, you—it's only—it's not too far in the distance that you see, you know, Drick's workshop. He says, "Founder, uh, walking along the the road here, um, coming back from uh, accounts payable," and he kind of like wave gestures down a little bit farther down the road, mm-hmm. kind of past um Drick's workshop but yeah yeah um she seemed to be uh be a little lost so ran into her she um was a little nervous and then i was like let's go this way and this is where the shipyard is she's very thankful and brought her back to the shipyard cool great we look for murder weapons yes So you guys are taking a look along this. The road itself is, you know, a lot of like broken up asphalt. It's very clear that this used to be some kind of town of some description, but a lot of, you know, buildings have just decayed from from time, but some of which have like the uh, the out the um, the infrastructural parts have been kind of repurposed for some of these other buildings. And so. You take a look around this this broken asphalt, um, and there are you know various bushes on either side. They're not super well kept. It's mostly just kind of a little overgrown. Um, can I have you guys make like a, a wisdom notice check? Can I do intelligence notice because I'm looking for a specific? Sure, yeah, thing. intelligence or wisdom notice check. In that case, nine. Eleven. Sorry, I'm pulling up a bunch of shit. Uh, no Twelve. Damn it! How do you keep doing this? I have a two in notice and a one in intelligence. Fair enough. And then I rolled three d six and dropped the lowest on notice check. <laughs> okay, right, right. You notice things and you talk, right? Yeah, and I heal. And, and you know, sometimes you guys take a a moment to take a, a look around and look in in some of the 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 bushes that kind of line the the street. Alex, you catch a glint of something out of the corner of your eye. And as you push... Uh, uh, my eyes. <laughs> oh, your eyes. It's supposed, um, supposed to be my glint. You, you pull back uh, uh, the branches of a, a couple of br- uh, bushes and weeds, and you see a familiar device. One that you saw on Fistos, and that... Uh, I was going to say Kirsten, but no, it's, it's not Kirsten. It's, it's Nona. Nona has in her possession a core-shattering device. Okay. Um, everyone, uh, Gunned Vox too, I guess, can all come over. We have something fun. I have found a murder weapon. Uh, all right, let's be fair and say potential murder weapon. Vox kind of, you know, squints his eyes at, at this device and says, 
Never seen anything like this. What is that? Blunt object. Lots of force behind it. I think it's also um, got like a poke bit on it too, right? Yeah, it does. A trigger there. Yeah. It's a captive bolt pistol with like basically a sharp point at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a weapon. Almost. Definitely. Mm. We should get this and bring it back to Flux. Yeah. Um, I don't want to touch it. So, <laughs> oh, and Micah just kind of like pulls it out of the um, the the bushes. You notice that the it's fairly clean for have being out here um, four days. Nothing's like grown over it. Um, Is there anything on the tip of it? Not that you can see with your naked eye, cool. but perhaps under greater um, inspection, maybe. Quick. Back to the station. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we do we have anything else we want to do around here? Um, how far is this uh, place from Drick's house? Pretty damn close. The bush that you found it in, or that I should say Alex found it in, is part of like it, it was a an intersection, right? There was an intersection. There's a main road that kind of goes farther into uh, Jimena, and then the off-road that you kind of found this 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 device in the bush leads off to um, a few of the abodes, one of which is Drick's house. All right. Yeah. Fits expectations. <laughs> That's right. Our, our theory has predictive powers. It's starting to look pretty good. <laughs> All right. I guess let's get this weapon... Checked out. Yeah. All right. I think we do that. There's nothing anybody else wants to do, right? Yeah, that was pretty much what we were looking for out here. That seems right, yeah. I don't... Yeah, I don't think there's anything else to do. All right. Cool. Yeah. So you guys head back to the station, or what is kind of being used as the, the police station. station. Yeah, that's right. I'm picturing all of it, like the drop ceilings, the like harsh lights. Yep. Yeah. Everything. Exactly right. Vox once again calls up Flux, and Flux is again meets you guys in like one of these interrogation rooms and says, "It's my understanding that you have, you believe, pretty damning evidence." Yeah, um, yeah, we can go over very quickly um, what occurred. Uh, we went to the shipyard. We questioned the opals. Uh, Garnet Fox was present and can corroborate pretty much everything I'm going to say. Um, we noticed a discrepancy in the stories. Uh, two people where there should have only been one. Um, a courier for the silver light ship that delivered the uh, shipment later found in Diamond Drick's home. Um, the the courier was simultaneously seen in the shipyard by the Opals and was escorted at the same time by Garnet Vox uh, from the middle of the city, not too far from Damondrick's home, back to the shipyard. While investigating that area, we found what we believe to be the murder weapon um, used by one of these two unidentified uh, people who honestly we believe to have committed the murder. 
in which case they are unfortunately off planet. In terms of what we believe, you know, the order of events were for the murder, this courier, presumably not working directly for Civilite Systems, perhaps somebody who, you know, took a pilot's uniform, went on the ship, we can only guess at that, um, arrived with the sealed box. Um, we believe that there was the actual assailant inside of the box, perhaps a psychic who is capable of putting up a pressure field to keep them alive inside of the sealed box. Garnet Vox unknowingly delivered the shipment to Diamond Drick's home. The assailant broke themselves out of the box, which can be seen through uh, markings inside of the box. Uh, snuck up on Diamond Drick, administered the truth serum. Diamond Drick began crystallization to prevent any form of questioning. I don't know what the form of what the line of questioning was there. And the assailant then used the murder weapon to kill Dricht. The murderer then walked the street, ditched the murder weapon, returned to the shipyard and flew away. And at, at that flux takes quite a, a while to to respond and says so we we had them. They were in the shipyard and left the same day before we even knew what had happened, before we even caught Mr. LeBeau over there. Yes. Yeah. A sign of a planned activity, a planned murder, a well-planned murder. And... Flux again kind of just leans back in their chair and says, mm. All right. I don't see how we can hold Mr. LeBeau any longer. Damn. <laughs> I would, however, like to be able to, um, at the very least, fine him for breaking and entering. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it only makes sense. <laughs> Take all sense. of his yeah. money. But we'll obtain... Some more information about this as they kind of like look over the, the notes that they, they were taking as you were writing this sept and see if we can follow up on who they might be and then follow up with Silverlight Systems and see if they have any recollection or understanding of who these individuals are. Although, as you were saying, I'm Silverlight Systems either knows who they are and won't say or doesn't know who they are and would really only be able to give us information as to the hijacked courier. Hmm. What a loss. I'm sorry. Um, if you can give me a moment, I will, um, take my leave. Of course. And at, at, at that... <laughs> You're free to go, we say. <laughs> continue sitting at the interrogation table. And Maybe we, we should leave? I'm not... <laughs> um, at that... Uh, before they leave, they turn to Vox and says, um, you know, give them whatever they want. You are free to stay here as, as long as you like. I'm, uh, very willing to give you, you know, some of the information that 
Drift had obtained over the years, as I'm aware that is the original intent of your visit here. Of course, yeah. We can, um, we can discuss all of that later. I would appreciate it if you still could keep this a bit on the down low. I would like to be able to break this to the rest of the Crystal Keepers myself. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. And they leave. Another mystery <laughs> solved. <laughs> and Vox is uh, kind of speaks up and says, so I guess we'll let the boy out then. It's pronounced Le Boy. Le Boy. Le Boy. I think it does mean the boy. <laughs> yeah, so... Actually, I think it means like the handsome. Yeah, he's just a pretty little man. What a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't choose his last name. I did. <laughs> um, so you guys... Are, are escorted by Vox once more to the holding cell that Tony is in. And again, very similar uh, position that he was in again, sitting on <laughs> on the, the ground, knees kind of up around his ears, tapping his head against the, the, the back wall. And he hears you guys approach and says, is this, is this it? Is this, is this how it goes? Do I at least get my phone call? I really like my phone call, please. Scrooge. <laughs> Are we gonna do this again? Scrooge. Who am the, I? Who am I visited this time? We realized. Uh, fuck, dude. I don't know. <laughs> and no, that, we're, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Vox uh, opens up the door at that and um, opens it and says, "They uh, figured it out." Although. You're going to have to give us 500 credits of a fine before we let you go. He's like, oh, yeah, that's it? That's it? That's Absolutely. It. Yeah, Here's that. Like, Bad news is you're free to go. <laughs> and then he uh, walks out to you guys. And at that, uh, Vox kind of like is- excuses himself yeah. from uh, the group. I would like to hug someone right now. Who Who is the best person to hug here? Alex, is that you? Can I hug you? No, guys. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I would... I would hate that, you know. All right. And Claire goes, um, I, I think it might be me. And then he goes over and, and gives her a big hug. Don't, Don't take her powers. Power. Don't take her powers again. I'm not doing that right now. It's I all right. Thank you. Sorry, we don't know how it works. No, right. we do. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know what voodoo magic that you guys did to to get me out, but thank you a lot. Who, what happened? What, what's going on? Don't worry about it. Okay. It seems like you did not kill that guy. I, I, that's what I was saying from day one. Uh, guy yeah. only broke into his house. That's right. That's yeah. right. I admitted to the crime that I committed. And, 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 and you paid, the, and you paid your nothing, fine. And I mm-hmm. paid my fine and I'm not going to do that again. Although, did you happen to, you know, find something in order to go into Neo Opus? It could be very useful, you know, to, to venture in. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to have to... We shouldn't talk about this in the oh, middle of the right, station. Right, okay, all right. Um, all right, cool, 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 cool. Back cool, to the ship. Cool, cool, cool. Um, all right. 
I would like to go into Neo Opus. I, that, that hasn't we, changed. I literally just said no, that. Right, go on to the ship. Back to the shipyard. I don't really you I just go like, on our ship. That's I, Nona, you okay with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, okay, fine. Right. Let's go on our <laughs> ship. Yeah, cool. we're going to go on our ship. To the kitchen. We'll go back to the kitchen. Exactly. We're doing another one where we do like a scene wipe and now you guys are in the kitchen. We really should not be discussing this in this location. I think that's that's completely, fair. It's completely fair. Yeah. Um, so you guys return. Um, although when you guys return, you will you would have been, you know, approached by a couple of torques who yeah. are like, Decky, I would like to access to your engines from the inside. That's right. All right. So Why are you going just... to do all of these things at the same time? Or? I figured, so the big thing, the the actual thing that's going on here to peel behind peer behind the curtain a little bit is I don't want them to find Tara because I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. Tara's gonna murder everybody. Yeah. So if I can chill and exist in the cargo hold and make sure that they don't go in the smuggler's hold, then like I'm good, right? I don't actually have to watch everything that they're doing. Yeah. Um. So I feel like we could like hang out and have this conversation, and they could go elsewhere, or like I don't know. Completely up to you. But if we can do them both at the same time, cool. All right. If yeah. not. Then I'm gonna hang around a bit because I'm a robot and I have infinite patience. Yes, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm aware. I think they would have to do some things ac- uh, around some paneling. You wouldn't necessarily be terrified of them finding the smuggler's hold, but it's a it's a non-zero chance. Are you aware of the, what is it? It's called Pascal's wager. The thing that there's a little tiny chance for it to happen, but if it happens, it's infinitely bad. Yeah. That's roughly what we're worried about here. I'm I'm fully aware. So you are you are you are praying to your deity that this yeah, does not happen. That's right. Well um, I feel like I'm like there's they can mess around and paneling and stuff, but like So you you overwatch them exactly. and you guys probably everyone else hangs out with Tony a little bit mm-hmm. as you wait for some of the work to happen it only takes you know 30 minutes to an hour but eventually the torques say like yep we're we're good on the inside here we might need to get back in there uh, again in a bit we'll let you know um and they they make their way out okay great talking now we can talk about things i would like to go into neo opus and find that information that we were trying to figure out about you know those other metadimensional strands, you know, the one that is sitting inside Claire over there, the one that I'm pretty sure is sitting inside me. Also, it there's <laughs> how's the best way to say this? I have like a sense presence, and there's a like in D and D, like a spell. No, like uh, I can feel the flow of metadimensional energy. Yeah, don't worry about that. Oh my God. Okay, so you, you, I'm aware of what that is. Yes. So I should I shouldn't okay. Do not <laughs> Nona's touch just it. like Nona is turning. Do not <laughs> touch it. Do not acknowledge it. Do not interact with it. Bad things will happen. Okay, that that is a little unsettling, but all right. Um Good. Came into our Be house. Afraid. I, I, I'm Told just saying I, I, I just wanted to make sure that you guys <laughs> were right. aware of the thing that I was feeling. Oh, and it okay. seems like you how are many, aware. How many like people on the ship right now? Um and he takes a moment. It's like, well, people is uh wow. fine people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wow. Sure. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. There's any, a dog here. That's right. Wharf. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many flows of metal dimensional energy am I holding up? <laughs> uh hold on. Now, now Jeff has to count. That's um, right. 
Inclu- Don't forget Leggett. Including myself? Yes. Yeah. So regular humans also have a little bit of a, a small flow, but I can tell the difference. So there's... No, nah, I'm, I'm going to have to pause here. Does he give the right answer, whatever it is? I'm actually curious now because I think there's a lot of people on this show. There are a lot of there's people. There's the three of you. Right there's yeah. Claire. There's Leggett. Um, Tony. There's Tony. And then there's Tara. Yep. Yeah. That should be it, I think. Cool. Or is there? Because I don't think EDI, EDI or No, EDI Argos or would, Argos would not trip Because that. they're both like don't either they, VI or... Don't they like produce some? Because like I can't affect VIs with my telekinesis. Isn't that a thing? Oh, all right. Then he, he can also count, you know, Perfect. Argos and EDI 246 then. Yeah. So that... Does he get nine? This is nine. What about the bots? This might be no, no, no. no. The bots are expert systems. Oh, they're expert. This might be spoilery, but do you get anything from the memory seeds? Oh, if we have any on the ship, are there any there? Is there any? I'm pretty confident. He says nine. Okay, Um, he says nine. I'm pretty confident that the memory seed is what we in fact have in the ring. Okay. We were told it was on Glazov 5. We found the seed. ring. Sorry, yes, mind seed. Uh, we found the ring on Glazov 5. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. confident in that. The answer was just my middle finger. <laughs> you, you bitch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 just a quick count in her head because she's apparently better at counting than Tony and says, yes, that, that should be right. That all tracks. Better at People counting than Jeff. Are accounted for. Okay. No secrets, stowaways here. No cerebrum. Yeah, no, we have to we have to put that one in the fish. Um, yeah. All right, I'm I'm just gonna. But we do ignore, know it. Yeah. All right, I'm yeah. gonna ignore that one. Yeah, yeah. And, and do not do yeah. not touch it. Oh, understood, understood. I don't know that it exists. As far as I'm know, I know there's only eight. How about that? You good? Love that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Cool. So um, you want to go to New Work City. <laughs> um, I think it's called Neo Opus. It's the same. It means the same thing. Oh, okay. New so, Work I mean, City. Love that. So <laughs> in the short term. New Work, New Work. <laughs> I think that that's also on next stop. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, we doing that as like a joint Thing or if we must. Do you smoke? Occasionally. Cool. Um <laughs> that's do you want I, one? No, I'm gonna quit now. Uh, <laughs> 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 um no, that's great. Yeah. And I think we have a way in as well. So that's the short term. So so you you found like a map, right? Like a, a way to, so here, here's what I know about Neopus and basically the entirety of Demos, right? Um, nanite fields, right? Eat your yeah. eat your flesh and your entire body until you no longer exist. But there are some people that do exist that are chock full of nanites. Um, I hate that. Yeah, uh, I don't know what else to call them other than nanite zombies. That seems uh, like the best way to call awesome. it. Um, you know, and so. It's not just the nanites you have to worry about, but sometimes, you know, nanites inhabiting a dead body, kind of reanimating it, you know? And so... Why would they do that? That was not in the fauna guide. I I do think the nanites are malfunctioning to begin with. Let's Mm. let's be honest here. And so, yeah, that is a thing. 
but there are spaces that theoretically you could trace and i'm aware that direct has a map of places to avoid you know that might have a lot of these things and so have 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 you gotten that also um i i'd like to get my sword back yeah i mean we yeah. left it there no, because we fair. figured emerging from the murder scene with a with a sword with a sword not that ideal. belonged to you would not be the best plan i'm still not 100% sure that it is because if we go back out there we're going to get an escort again especially if you're going back to the place you tried to rob but it's a nice sword hey i don't know flux flux he's i wasn't there in that scene yeah that's um, right flux said that <laughs> we could have anything in in uh in Drake's abode because no one would would want to go there right? yeah, yeah yeah i guess we could Okay. Just that. loot the place because they don't mind. Sure. And get your sword back. What's it worth Ma- to you? <laughs> Are you using the like really big sword that that lady had? That like. Hmm? Oh, no. I just like, like having it as a trophy. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm like not good at swinging swords. It's pretty awesome, though. But also, it's I think sick. it's too big for a person. Like, I think she specifically had like longer arms yeah, and no. legs. And... It's like twice the size of my body or something. Yeah. Stupid. yeah. It's a good anime it, sword. It, it's, a, it's a Sephiroth sword. Yes, it is. No, we have a, we have an even fucking sicker sword so you can have your shitty... <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, that's mounted on like... the wall in my bedroom. Amazing. Okay. Would, yes, well... You'd like cut a hole in the wall so it can keep <laughs> going. <laughs> yeah, that's a really dangerous hallway. Yeah. Right in front of... In Denota's room. <laughs> Not using it. That's right. right. That's right. I don't. Um, okay, cool. So I guess we go do that. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you guys go back to, to Trick's abode. You are escorted by Vox once more. Cool. He doesn't have anything better to do at the moment, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Tony obtains his sword. Is there anything else that you guys kind of want to, to look at? I, so. I don't think that there is. Do you, you want, guys more, want, do you want more of the AI juice? Yeah, I was just thinking if we're potentially going to that... L- I, laboratory i don't know um, okay we can always come back yeah. for it. or we can ask them to move the shipment onto our crate onto our, our ship or something um yeah I, I i guess we should we should take it um i yeah that's kind of a distressing yeah thing there can i like uh turn the direct vi off can i just like turn our speaker off so it can't hear me yeah i'm gonna say that Okay. Listen, it it said it wanted to make more true AIs. I think that's a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we we can take it so nobody else does. But um, yeah, we can we can talk more later. That's good. Then yeah. I also, you know, want to keep it away from our companion. Yes. Um. Until we decide that we want them to meet, if we want, if we want them to meet, but yeah, we can talk about all of that later. Yes, um, <laughs> would have some things to. I, I, I do want. I, I'm very aware of your your feelings, Nona, but I do. I would wish to talk more about that particular situation. Yes, um, they want to make true AIs, and then erase them to replace them with people's memories. Um, I would have to investigate the particular 
information that is in or Drick's lab, but it was seeming to imply that the mind seed would be a part of the core itself before flooding it with metadimensional energy. Hmm. Theoretically, without the mind seed, that could be a true AI. But adding the mind seed to it would just charge it with certain memories. I, I, we get into very specific philosophical yep. Yep. conversations. Be very, very careful here, buddy. Around <laughs> what is a person and... If you teleport, you know... If you teleport, is the same person, is the copy of the person the same person? If you rip Theseus apart and replace (laughs) him with cybernetics, is it still Theseus? (laughs) But I... The cyborg of Theseus, I like that. I understand your your concern, Nona, and and we we, we can absolutely talk more about this. And if you want, at length, we can do that right now. Um, But I, I think this task was given to me. The only reason why we have the information for this lab is he's asking me to to do this for him. He died for this. And I almost died for this. I understand. It it could theoretically be something. It could be anything. No, no, it could it could be you, it could be I'm not it could be like that it is in its essence what is being described here the spark of something new. And when someone creates something new, if there were some memories already a part of that, wouldn't what came out of it be that spark still? It's not as if, Nona, we are turning this this being on and then killing it and replacing it with something else. It wouldn't be anything other than what it was created. I the, the philosophical nature of this this question is uh, I don't know, not one to take lightly and there's certainly conversations that can be had any particular way. But at the very least, I I thought I thought you wanted to make a true AI to have there be more of us not to bring back people who've died. I want to do both. Hmm. It I will say my 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 goal first and foremost was to this is a question that hasn't been answered that has we don't understand it it creating such a being as yourself in and of itself as poses so many questions about what it means to be, not just be human, but be, what it means to exist. But this information that Tricked is, is giving us right now, he's hoping that we do something with it. And it seems disrespectful to him to move forward with it and not do anything with his wishes. It took me months to to build up a relationship with the man that no longer exists. He's not even asking for himself to be brought back in some way, but he's bringing it. Think of you. I I learned very little about of, of Doctor Reed, but I understand that you have some familiarity with him. But you know, his time with 
Dr. Samantha Calvin was cut short. Don't you want an opportunity for, I, I don't know, isn't that a good thing to reunite them in some way? Maybe. I'm afraid of them. I'm afraid of the woman who repeatedly seems to have created my kind and then abandoned them. Everywhere I look, I see these stories over and over again. They build true AIs and then when we no longer serve a purpose or, or VIs even, EDI-246 was left alone in the dark in a cave. She left and she didn't even think twice about it. We are considered to be tools by these people. And I don't like that. So I don't really feel a, a motivation to bring this individual back to life. Even if she did create me, which I'm grateful for, I don't feel good about bringing her back to life and then making her immortal. What then? What, what happens to me? What happens to everybody else? She scares me. I understand. I... It's not an easy question to answer. Um, I know firsthand grief can make people do awful things. And that's not necessarily a, a way to excuse any of the things that she did. Now, Nona's not going to say this out loud because I don't actually think Dr. Leggett is aware of Quinn's existence. I don't think I've told him yet, but like I'm thinking back on that whole I'll be back conversation that they had. And that she went from, what, five to ten different iterations and never once went back for her. That's pretty much it. We can take these so no one else can use them, and I guess we'll keep them around on the ship. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think that there was really a resolution there, but, yeah, I don't know if there's anything more to really say. No, not really. Um, yeah, well, I guess we'll decide when we get there, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, I guess we'll hold on to these jars for now. <laughs> Maybe want to keep them in a different room from Tara. I don't know why. It's not like she could do anything with them. It just feels weird. No, that's right. That is right. We will keep these things as far apart from each other as possible. Okay. Okay. Got that. Got the boy his sword back, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Very good. All right. So you guys are, you're prepping to go into the Deneopus then, mm-hmm. right? Tony, does, Tony does not have like uh, one of these these packs that would like the suits, or do we need a different thing? I can't yeah. Remember. So there, I think I previously described this, but there mm-hmm. are periodically these like beacons mm-hmm. that repel the nanite field. It is oh, cool. they are you know sporadically laid out throughout Gemena, and they're kind of like holding this this fog of nanites back. Mm-hmm. 
obviously Drift was somehow able to uh, trans uh, move himself through this nanite field without, you know, getting torn apart. Um, so there is theoretically some way to kind of navigate that. But I don't know if you guys have been explicitly told how that works. No, I don't. I don't think we know either. But Tony also like just wanted the map. Tony did not seem to be particularly concerned about this. So I was kind of assuming that was what he was going to bring to the table. Oh, yeah. Um, the the Torques, <laughs> they they have these, uh, they, they sometimes go into the aversion fields. And, and this is something that, you know, there are other cities on, on Deimos. Um, there are smaller, um, compact, you know, beacons that one can wear on their back. They're kind of heavy and unwieldy. But they keep uh, the field, you know, about 15 meters away from you at all times, you know, until the battery runs out, which, you know, should generally be more than like six hours, 10 hours. Oh, I hate that. Yep. Why you need the map. Go in, get out before, you know, it goes away. Hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we have... Potentially a map, we need to actually look through it and maybe devote a little bit more time than just kind of like trusting it and actually studying it, making sure that we're like good to go. Hmm. But we do have it. And then once we're there, we... Where do we get the beacons from? Do we buy them um, from someone? Um, well, buying is, an op- is, a, is a choice. I was... <sighs> You literally were just Go back thrown to in jail. jail. Well, so I, I, for stealing. I will say, this was before I was caught. That was the plan. Now, perhaps we could rent one. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Can we get two? How much do these go for? Um, don't know. I haven't asked to rent one. I was planning to, and he kind of like rolls his eyes, like. Not you just, you just one. came to this planet to just steal stuff from everybody. No, I was willing to everybody. pay f- uh, to an extent, but I was also very aware that it was very possible that they wouldn't want to give that stuff, and I needed to, you know, take the initiative. You're a terrible mailman. I <laughs> rude. <laughs> I get the job done. No, you don't. Well, <laughs> as we can see. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> and he, he kind of leaves the, the conversation in a huff. Is that too mean? No. 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 Okay. No, yeah, I think you were in the right there, Nona. Okay, so fine. I guess we've got to find someone who might rent us. One of these things. Cool. Do you think not, they're going to have them here? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's not really a, a marketplace or anything. Or I don't know. They kind of hate technology, but we could. He seems ask to think he could. The VI where they got theirs. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, true enough, Claire. Yeah, Toss that back on. Hello. Oh, God. <laughs> if you're seeing this, I tricked. I'm dead. <laughs> Hold on. Does he start with boo? <laughs> boo! <laughs> Thank you. Anyway. 
Great. Press A to skip dialogue. <laughs> dialogue skips. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's... Uh, hey, Drake. Uh, VI, you. Where did you get the um, anti-nanite field beacon that, that you used for traveling around? Oh, I stole one from the reserves. Oh, sick. Okay, everyone's doing that. Huh? <laughs> Where did you put it? Near the outskirts of the town, and they give you pretty like um, direct directions. There's a little power station that I've jimmied uh, to keep it charged up. So uh, it's just one, but it's there under some bushes. We're all going to (laughs) die. Great. That will be all. (laughs) Goodbye. He goes away. So I'm actually intrigued. Is this just the like, because this VI seems to have a very specific purpose, is it like just on always or do we have to like wake word it and only interact with it when it's uh, i i think that there's an on off switch generally yeah. it would always be on and be powered by like the um you know like the chemical reactions within a body sure um so you probably need to occasionally charge it up since it would what are we talking? USB-C, Thunderbolt? Yeah, put it in your eye. Fine. <laughs> you just put it in your eye. Stick it in there. Um, stick it in there. That would be fun. Um, yeah, uh, you, you can you sure. charge it up, but there's there's an on-off switch. You can okay. turn it on and off at will, I would say. I think I'm going to mostly leave it off. I think that makes sense. Just let me know when you want to answer uh, Yeah, and then we'll just like address questions specifically to it, and then we can turn it on. Yep. I don't like it. It reminds me of my potential fate too much. Actually, one other thing. Can you make a um uh, an in-program check for me, please? Ooh, yes. Come on, dice. No. Um, actually, that's not terrible. And program. Oh, I upped program last time. Oh, we're fine. Maybe. That is nine. Okay. Um, so one of the things that you've you've noticed with with interacting with this particular device is that your understanding of what like a VI chip requires doesn't really seem to be in this particular um, mm-hmm. apparatus, sure. the best way to describe it. And due to this, there are some stabilizers of like the personality and mm-hmm. um, knowledge uh-huh. that don't seem to be present here. And you would expect that there is a good chance of, there's a lot higher chance of corruption with this mm-hmm. particular personality, you know, chip than other VIs. Gotcha. And so you would expect that this should work for the, the next couple of days, heck, maybe even a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but you would expect after that period of time, it would maybe start deteriorating. And probably the longer, the, the more questions that it asks, it speeds up that process. Gotcha. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I like it's, that. That's a fun mechanic. It's kind of like a one-time use, like, hey, I can give you some some answers about yeah. this dead guy, but it kind of slowly deteriorates over time. Okay. Um, Was that caused by me taking it from the body, or was this a... This was always going to happen. Okay. You can't cool. necessarily... Like there's a low power mode, so sure. it could have theoretically like laid dormant for quite a while. Sure, but and as soon as you start interacting with questions. it, like that that battery just kind of starts to drain effectively. Makes sense to me. All right, let's, let's try and 
track down this machine at the edge of town. Let's do that. So yeah, head out in, I guess, the direction that VI said it was stored under a bush. Do we uh, like have any specific stuff? I don't know if we're on the ship. Do we want to like do any sort of prep for this? Do we want to like just assume we do that off screen? Are we heading out just like right from there, like walking into the... I have no idea. I was assuming because as soon as we unplug it from the thing, that timer's going to start counting down. So Mm -hmm. we could go confirm it was there and not take it. But I was sort of envisioning you go there, you unplug it, the timer starts, and then you just kind of got to go. Yeah. Assuming that the where it's found is like roughly in the right direction for where we would want to set out to get to. It, it is because it, it's, it's going to the same place, the same place that uh Drick would have gone. True enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we need too much like to, to carry with us. I've Probably got yeah, just light. a lot of, lot of shit on me. Um, yeah, that I, I would like to offload sure. onto the ship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Rid of that. Uh, do we still want me to be carrying around the wide awake serum? Nobody's intending yep. to sleep right now, are they? Hopefully, we're not caught out there needing to sleep. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I'm going to leave that on the ship for now. We can also like keep going while I while I sort of do this if you want, unless you want it all. Hmm. I mean, uh, sure. Like I, I, I'm going off of what you guys do yeah. next. So it sounds like you guys want to head out. Yeah. There's nothing else that you want to to get from Jimena or talk to any of the, the torque there. You don't want to obtain another backpack or try and investigate how much that would cost. I think that's right. I think we're intending to just I'm I'd love to have a second one. But like if it's not gonna be charged or how that's gonna work. Yeah. I mean, also Drix is like high up in this hierarchy. If he had to steal it from some reserve, doesn't yeah. sound like great chances we can just get one. Yeah, I'm worried about calling attention to, like, the fact that we want one and the fact that that's what we're doing. Okay, so it sounds like you want to head out just with Drick's backpack. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're all going to die, but I think that's the correct move. All Um, right, so you guys um, make your way to the the coordinates that was given to you by uh, Drick's VI. You notice that you... As you continue along the, um, the the various buildings that seem to be like in this this crystalline structure and, and utilized by Torque seem to get uh, lower and lower until you seem to be near the outskirts of the city. Um, you do notice, however, there are still these beacons that do kind of pepper the um, or they do appear to be in some kind of pattern. They're pretty like regularly spaced out. They're fairly tall, um, probably about a little taller than a, uh, a person, but shorter than like a, a street light, um, and probably about as wide as a person. So, you know, similar to Quinn in size, maybe a little bit taller. Yeah. And you do hear a hum from each one of them as you pass them by until eventually you get to kind of a, a, a ring of them that, that act as kind of the, the outskirts of the town and nearby one of the, um, one of these, uh, the VI Drict um, pointed out to you, is some bushes which you go through and you notice that the power source that was powering these beacons seems to have been, what's the, the right word, spliced and connected into a charging pack for a backpack. 
This backpack looks, the, the head of it, like the top of it, seemed very similar to the top of these, these various beacons. And you notice as you look out towards what lies outside of the city, what has norm like what normally has been you know pretty clear space starts to get darker and murkier almost like there's like a, a black gray cloud is it robots i mean it is nanites we we know this and it is a little almost mesmerizing like as the wind kind of pushes through them you can see the wind as it kind of whirls around and and everything in there it almost seems like like a swirling filter on top of everything once you get a certain uh distance outside of these beacons um who is going to put on this backpack as as micah picks it up she notices that it is quite dense it's quite heavy and it seems like it would kind of affect how someone might hold themselves you would expect mm. that it would maybe give you a minus two to attack and minus two on skill checks mm. gotcha, that require gotcha. physical okay. attributes. Make Leggett do it. He's useless uh, anyway. This thing is bulky. I mean, I was thinking... We were already uh, going to, like, protect him. That's true. I was thinking that I could, like, you know, commit some levitation to it to, to make it easier on whoever's carrying it. We could also just make Tony do it. But he's... Sometimes useful. I Wait, guess. yeah, are we actually taking Leggett with us? This feels like maybe a bad plan. Well, no. well on, he also got a new on, on one hand, kind of I thing. very much would like to see all of this information and data. On the other hand, I am terrified of dying. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> That's <laughs> always <laughs> how it goes. I think in this particular case, if I die, I'm no longer in debt. <laughs> Is it grim? Oh, Jeff, that one hurts, <laughs> buddy. That one. Oh, you say such pretty things. <laughs> All right, so Doctor Leggett gets the backpack. Yeah, I can help you out with it until if if anything gets thorny out there, you might need to uh, carry that full weight. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, I can take it and if anything happens to me i can always just kind of bandage myself up assuming you don't get knocked out yeah always i mean like anybody can kind of get knocked out but they get up again that is right and i'm very good at getting up again okay i'm fine with either of those i I would rather not carry the backpack it seems quite heavy (laughs) all right if you want to take it why are you even because i want to we can look over the (laughs) because i have important information (laughs) The science. And Drick anyway. asked him to. Drick did ask me to. And I loved yeah. him. I, I glared at that. Finally. Not like at like it, but just like, you know, sometimes you hear something you don't want to hear and your eyes just go, hmm. Anyway, let's I, do this thing. I think Nona and I are fighting and I don't know how to handle it. And he just directs this directly <laughs> at Micah out of earshot. <laughs> And I'm not entirely sure you know how to handle it, but it doesn't feel right because I think that she was the one that I was the closest with, and now I don't know which of you I need to make. I, um, I, can I count on you to try and prevent me from... Oh, you did prevent me from dying that one time. That's right. Can I can continue pro- on that, that? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, All right. I'll do that. I don't have any money to give you. Okay. Is We're, we're kind of doing this thing together at this point. That's, cool. Yeah. Thank you're you. fine. I'll reach up and <laughs> pat him on his head. Like he, <laughs> Cute. You're fine. Yeah. And so 
you guys start making your way out. So, um, who is it's Alex that is putting this on. Mm-hmm. And so Alex, you, you put on this backpack quite heavy. Remember minus two to attack minus two to, uh, any skill checks that are physical. And you guys turn as you unplug it from the, um, the, uh, the, the beacon that it was attached to, you hear a hum start to go from this backpack and Alex, you actually feel it kind of like vibrating uh, against you. And you notice <laughs> that on the strap next to you, you get a readout of the battery and it is 100%. It's full. That's going to be a stressful thing to look at oh later. Oh my God, I know. I'm so, I hate it. I love it, but I hate it. And you guys start to make your way towards this fog all trying to remain close to Alex. Are you walking? I mean, we've got my car. We could take my car. Yeah. Um, I don't actually know if my car can fit everybody. All right, you guys are walking. Okay, cool. That's going to make it take quite a bit longer, isn't it? I mean, Drift Drift could theoretically walk to and from this this place and get some some work done. So we do have one bike. How many people? We counted there was eight people. Seven? Um, the, the people that are oh, coming sorry. on this trip are the three of you. Uh-huh. You've got Claire, Claire, you've got Leggett, and you've got Tony. So there's yeah. a total of six of you. Okay. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself yeah. once more. Uh, we can actually then, uh, four people can fit in the car, and then we also do still have a hover bike. So we could drive, which seems cool. But I also don't know if we can stay close enough together as two vehicles. Up to you. Visibility is 15 meters that you have to be within, uh, with uh, Alex. Yeah. It's that's not a lot. 15 meters is 15 yards. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. is roughly 45 45 feet. feet. Yeah. So if one of you hits something and then the other one keeps going. That's right. I was thinking like we could. Okay. That's fine. We'll walk. Yeah. Like. We could theoretically drive. Is all 40, 45 feet, it's not nothing. But also, if someone, if you're going like 20 miles an hour and or like 25 miles an hour and then someone stops and the yeah. other one doesn't, there are problems, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we fit five people in the car? That could be on the roof. <laughs> I love vehicles so much. I also feel like that would hurt. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say you guys are walking. <laughs> okay, Unless you guys want to try and do this. Why no, would go you like ask this question? We were assuming we were going to walk. And then you brought up the possibility. Yeah, I, I was only thinking, to dash our hope to pieces. Like tiny you can metal take, shreds. You can take the ATV. There is like a little cart, don't you guys have? You can just put someone in the cart. Oh, okay, the golf cart? Fine. Yeah. Well, this no, the, the ATV, ATV is has, the golf cart. has a cart. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You guys are taking the ATV. Woo. Tony can send the car. Finally, the wagon. Um, I love that. And as you guys start to pull out into this, this shifting gray-black mist, it seems to get closer and closer and closer until you notice that it doesn't get closer anymore. And you look to the sides of you. And you notice that the space behind you, the mist starts to pour in behind you as you notice that you are now surrounded by this mist mm-hmm. heading into the city of Neopolis. You take a, uh, the highway and you notice as you pull out into 
this this road the road that you were taking it was originally just this asphalt that was broken up in places that had weeds growing out of it and as you pull out into this mist you notice that the asphalt completely and utterly clean not even a pothole in sight not a single crack and as you keep driving you can't help but notice that the highway that you're driving upon looks pristine hmm. you Go along the highway for uh, a couple of minutes until you notice over the horizon that various buildings stand ghost-like because they are pristine, beautiful. In fact, you can almost see the reflection of you know the rest of the city off of the the windows on some of the sky rises. Could could I shoot the ground? Yeah. With like my laser rifle. Because yes. we're on a different planet where that's no longer a problem. Yeah, it's no longer a problem. You yeah. shoot the ground and, you know, the normal like shrapnel and like there's a little bit of a crater, uh-huh. some scorch marks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden in the span of like a blink of an eye, the scorch mark is gone. Yeah, And that's the cool. little hole <laughs> is patched over once more. We're going to get turned into road, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and as you guys approach the... Beautiful but eerily scient new, new opus. We will get to the rest of that next time. Oh, wow. wow! Their infrastructure is incredible. There, it really is. It's self-repairing infrastructure. Too bad it also erases humanity off the face of the earth. Well, well pros and cons. Because yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in no pop, Wolzel. Yeah, that's where my tax dollars going.